0: Did you know that Nika ATC offers self-paced online courses on a growing range of topics aimed at helping you improve health outcomes for people with HIV? These interactive courses can typically be completed in about an hour and cover multidisciplinary topics such as smoking cessation in people with HIV, geriatric assessment and integration in models of care, managing difficult behaviors in HIV care settings, and using Zoom as a virtual workspace. Self-paced online courses are offered on RISE, NECA AATC's online learning platform. Courses are designed for healthcare providers providing patient care for people with HIV, including physicians, physician assistants, nurses, pharmacists, case managers, outreach workers, and other disciplines. To explore online courses for HIV care professionals, navigate to www.nekaatc.org rise-courses. That's www.nekaatc.org forward slash r-i-s-e or click the link in the podcast episode description. Welcome to Nika and the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Bratman. Today, I'm sitting down with John Faragon to talk about U equals U and some recent data on people with low-level viremia. Welcome again, John.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mariana. Glad to be here.
0: So, John, tell us first a little bit about U equals U.
1: Yeah, um, sure. I think that's a good uh, place to start, right, uh, with this topic. So I think many of us doing HIV work, I think... Uh, Anybody who's doing work in this field over the last couple of years should be aware, aware of the fact that, you know, if, if people's HIV viral load are is undetectable, um, there's actually a virtually zero risk of them transmitting HIV from a sexual uh standpoint. So, so if 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 you have people who we would call serodiscordant couples, where one person has HIV and the other person does not, if the person without HIV infection and the person with with HIV infection living with HIV has um you know, an unintectable viral load, they won't transmit the virus to to their to their uninfected partner. And that's been known for a while. Um, but it's not it's been an ongoing theme, I think, in some of the national guidelines as well and as well as the kind of the international guidelines as well for like the last five years or so. When some of that data initially described uh, this exact phenomenon. So for people living with HIV, virus is completely durably suppressed by treatment. They will not sexually transmit the virus. And so where did some of that data come from back in the day? It's a really good question for us to ask, Mariana. So these are some observational studies um, that were conducted. These were usually in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And they suggested that viral loads lowered by ART were associated with reduced risk of HIV transmission. So this was kind of like the idea of a community viral load where if the viral load was low in a community, you'd have less viral, less, less HIV transmissions. And obviously that's a big even, even today it's part of the EHE plan, right? Start getting people undetectable so that from a public health perspective, they won't, they won't transmit. But this data uh uh Came, you know, also from perinatal transmission, um, but it also they had some data in sexual transmission and couples in which one partner was living with HIV and the other wasn't. So these Siridus Gordon couples. So we, we, so we all have this kind of epidemiologic, you know, um, these studies that basically show us that if you improve the viral load uh, rates, suppression rates, you know, there's a direct reduction. Uh, direct correlation to a reduction in new HIV infections. And some of the big trials, the, the names don't matter, but you know, one of them was the HPTN 0852, HPTN 0052 um, trial. Had 1600 heterosexual, these were serodiscordant couples. Again, uh, one person is living with HIV, the other person is not, and it showed that by starting ART early versus delaying therapy, it had there was a dramatic reduction in the risk of sexual transmission for HIV. And in fact, in this study, Mariana of 1600 couples. There were no HIV transmissions where uh, where ART was used consistently in the partner, partner living with HIV. So if that partner living with HIV is taking their pills every single day and they remain suppressed, there were zero transmissions to, to their uninfected partner. <clears throat> a couple other studies, there was the partner, the partner's two study, opposites attract. These all showed similar results. But the bottom line is HIV is not transmitted sexually when the partner living with HIV um, has a sustained undetectable viral load. You know, of note, I think it's the fact that some of this data um, uh, not only uh, has male-to-male couples, but also has male-to-female couples as well. So some of this data actually does apply to, to to females as well, which is good to know that we have both sets of data.
0: Now, what about people with low-level viremia who may not be completely suppressed?
1: Yeah, so this is a little trickier. So um, this is... I think something that everybody kind of worries about. So let's say you have somebody who they're undetectable, but they have a couple of days where they miss pills and maybe their viral load goes up. Maybe it doesn't, but let's say their viral load is under a thousand or even under 500. Does this U equals U story still kind of exist for those patients? And it's really kind of hard to know this. So, so what, what they did was this is a really nice review that was done in, in the Lancet that was published in August of, of 2023 that looked at this specific issue. Now, I just want to make sure everybody knows that this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the design, except to say that this. You know, they looked at a lot of different trials, but uh, you know, this is a meta-analysis. So what they do with meta-analysis is that they basically use a bunch of search terms to try to find out, you know, the answer that they want to. They wanted the the question that they, that they have, and they, in order to answer it, they ask a bunch of questions off a database, and they say, you know, which studies involve these keywords? And from those keywords, they get a certain number of studies, and then they narrow the studies down to what's really kind of getting at the specific answer that that they want that they want to look at so what they did in this in this meta-analysis is to answer the question of does transmission occur at fire loads of less than a thousand copies they 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 looked at 244 studies through a literature search and they used some of these keywords which again are in the meta-analysis if you want to read it um looking at low-level viremia and After reviewing all these studies, they they came up with eight that were actually included in the analysis that would help them answer this question um, uh, of of what happens if somebody's viral load is less than than 1,000, and they still have low level viremia, and and, and does this U equals U story kind of still apply? And when you looked at those studies, it involved uh, over over 7,500, so 7,700 serodiscordin couples across 25 different countries. And then there were three studies, which I kind of mentioned already. Um, the partners, partners to and opposite the track, actually had no HIV transmissions when the partner living with HIV had a viral load of less than two hundred copies per mL. And then across the remaining studies, there was there was a total of three hundred and twenty three transmission events. However, none were in patients considered stably suppressed on ART. So all all those three hundred and twenty three transmissions occurred in people who were where people were not people who were the person living with HIV was not taking their antiretrovirals. Um, on, on a regular basis. And so w- when you take all these studies together, there are only two cases of transmission where the index patient's most recent viral load was less than 1,000 copies per ml. However, these two cases, if you look back at them, they're really hard to interpret because the they're complicated by long intervals of by, from the time of transmission, of the suspected transmission, and the time when the viral load was drawn. And that was about 50 days for one one case, and then fifty-three for another one. So that's between the transmission date and the most recent index viral load result. So it's difficult to say in these index cases that what their actual viral load was at the time of transmission. So this complicates the inter- interpretation of those transmissions. But taken together, the you know the kind of the, the big picture here is basically that there were zero transmissions when the viral load was less than six hundred, and it's almost impossible. Very, very rare risk between six hundred and thousand copies. And so this kind of gives us a picture of what's happening for people's viral loads less than a thousand and not just people who are undetectable, kind of, quote, unquote, less than 200, which is what, what we use every day to define that.
0: So what's the bottom line here? How do we apply this to patients?
1: Yeah. So I think that's obviously the question, right? How do we apply this? And I think this the message is still the same, you equals you, but you equals you with a little bit, maybe a little bit of flexibility. Sometimes, and I think what the paper adds, I think, to the literature, is that it it, it really is the first summary of evidence of sexual transmission of HIV at low level viremia with viral loads between 200 and 1,000 copies. And this, I think, continues to underscore the data for you, because you, and it kind of expands it a little bit and suggests that the same message will apply to people with low level viremia. And and I think this helps people. It, you know, we certainly wouldn't want to encourage people to be non-adherent, right? But if somebody misses a dose in a month and they're worried about you because you, this kind of maybe give them a little, little bit of a more, you know, a little more cushion, I guess, in, in a lot of ways to, to, to know that there still is almost a zero risk of sexual transmission if, as long as your viral load is less than a thousand. So these data, I think, provide really a powerful opportunity um, really to destigmatize HIV and promote Adherence to ART through dissemination of this positive public health message. This is a really important public health message to get out to people, and I think we've been doing that over the years. But I think some, even for new patients, I think it's very important for them to hear this this message. But these findings can also promote access to viral load testing in some of our resource uh, limited settings for all people living with HIV, and really by facilitating some of the uptake of all alternative sample types and technologies. But I think at the end of the day, you know, knowing that the the risk is very low. For people less than a thousand i think is helpful
0: as we begin to wrap up i'm curious to know if all this applies to any other groups
1: yeah so this is important for us to know and obviously this is only for sexual transmission so know that they're for these are for serous couples these are men uh male to female and, and male to male um uh, and we're transgender patients as well but this does not apply to mother-to-child transmission it also doesn't apply uh to breastfeeding or for those people who inject drugs. So the, the question is, we don't really have that data. I, you know, there's you know, the breastfeeding risk is probably less than 1%. The maternal child transmission, if the mom's mm-hmm. undetectable, it's almost virtually a zero risk. But again, it's harder to say, um, you know, this thousand number, it's really hard for us to say outside of outside of what I've just kind of talked about. So, really, just for sexual transmission. And also, I think our key goal for every treatment is really to get people undetectable. So I think it underscores that that goal um with these ongoing analysis of you because this should really continue to destigmatize hiv and, and persons living with hiv really should be able to feel comfortable that if they aren't detectable even with very very low uh low level viremia that the sexual transmission will not occur will not occur to their partner and i think that's really an important message that we need to continue to to, to kind of spread as we uh as we do our work in hiv
0: John, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about some new data that supports U equals U or undetectable equals untransmittable. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about NECA AETC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.necaaetc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at NikaATC.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at NikaATC.org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know.